rolling. Was it active last night, do you think? I don't have no <laughs> idea. I had a, we had a baseball game in New Prague. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1097, June 14th, 2023. 98 degrees on this day in 1987. And it was 44 degrees on this day on three occasions, 1909, 1917, and 1927. Almost three years in a row there that was just 10 years apart. Huh. Same same temperature. And uh, today and through the next couple of days, man, uh, if you go to swimming beach, you're going to have about 1,000 kids at your house. And I hope it's uh, your swimming beach has been treated by aquaside products. They're made in White Bear Lake. No matter what kind of weeds and algae and vegetation growth and crud you're dealing with, aquaside will take care of it. They've been keeping beaches free of weeds and junk for more than, well, not Chevrolet bumpers. Right. You know, you got to get that out yourself. <laughs> that you have to remove on But your they've own. been keeping beaches free of uh, weeds for more than 60 years. And all you have to do is call them and, and attempt to describe to them. What hey, you, how about a dead body? Hey. What do you think hey. the problem is? And they're going to make sure, they'll grill you and you'll give them the right answers. Then they'll get you the right products and you'll be home free. You'll have the best beach on your shore. Call Aquaside at one 800 328-9350 or go to aquaside.com And now from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop John Height in the newsroom and of course the rookie here is your flashlight king fireworks commissioner and the keeper of common sense your mayor Joe Sushi. Hi, everybody. Hail the flashlight king. Yeah, hail, hail you. you. Hail, hail you. Oh, the partier. Rookie, uh, we read a letter you wrote to Sonny. Yeah. We read it yesterday. You wrote to Sonny back in about 1979. Yep. And I've got a couple of notes regarding that. Oh, I hope they're, uh, uh, hope they're positive. A lot of English teachers chime in. Uh, Bert writes, I'll bet a million dollars that you guys have read that letter from Rookie to Sonny in the past. We haven't, but I know what Bert's thinking of. At the state fair once, your sister brought a second-grade report that you had written. Oh, yeah, item brought home in the backpack. Was it of the literally rookie? an item brought home in a backpack? In and we read it on the air, and I think that's what Bert's thinking of. Yeah, Maria uh, came to the fair and, re- and read a letter. But Bert says he remembers the sadness and getting kicked in the penis part. <laughs> Was so it here? I think great mirth was made of the Johnson shot and Matt's writing skills. Had to have been many years ago. I still maintain it was it was not this letter. I think I have a new band also. You've heard of Trampled by Turtles? Sure. How sure. about We Are Kicked in the Ponies? We Are Kicked in the Ponies. <laughs> kicked in the Ponies. And it took a philosopher, our philosopher from Bulgaria, Dave Bliss, Mm-hmm. who's now living back in Oak Park Heights, Minnesota, for a while. I don't know how long. Was that he's where been, the prison is? Yeah, he's been gone three years, and he said, what did you do to this state? Well, <laughs> uh, we, we've tried to maintain it, uh, David. But he has an interesting note, Rook, and it took a philosopher to understand this okay. and to note this. Please, share with us. On Tuesday's podcast, you read a letter Rookie wrote in 1979 to his friend Sonny. You asked Rook why he still has the letter he wrote over 40 years ago. I know the answer to that question. He still has it because he never mailed it. (gasps) 
if he had said it, the question would have been, why does Sonny still have it? See, it took a philosopher to nail that down. You never mailed the damn letter. He's probably right. You never (laughs) mailed the damn letter. This is why Sonny never talked to you again. This is why you remain lonely. He never talked to me again. He never talked to me again. You remain lonely. Wow. You never sent the letter. You're probably right, because I would not have made a copy of it. No, no you were... T- sure. you, you typed it I wrote it, on- it the first time. I want to do it another time. You pulled a rookie. You forgot. I had one job. You had one job? I had one job to send the letter to my friends so there's some type of correspondence in my lonely you, you life. You never did it. In my lonely... It's not too late. Yeah, I don't know where he lives. I don't know what he does. And we should have noted it's, yesterday that you you typed, however miserably, you typed that letter. It's e. unlikely you had a sheet of, uh, what did you do that when you typed White something? Out. Carbon no. paper. Car- you, oh, you didn't. It's yeah, unlikely no you way. used there's carbon no, paper. That would be yeah. way too advanced. Right. He had a, um, you, you never mailed the damn thing. He had a brother wow. named Todd. His mom was Kathy. John was his dad. Oh, I know somebody can find him. Somebody that's Somebody has savvy. to find John yeah. Winters or Kathy Winters. Name uh, Le- LeBeau. LeBeau was her maiden name. Maybe nobody had a stamp that you could borrow. Okay, wow. that's funny, Paul. Oh, very good. Got a stamp Thank you. That I Thank you borrow. very much. I promise not to blow the address that again. That makes it even more sad. That I never see. You never see. All that work. Yeah, all that hard work I put into it. (laughs) Where you answered your own questions. He'll never know how I felt. (laughs) We're being told now. uh, And you guys are big Cody Matz fans? Yeah, I do like Cody. He's a weatherman, a meteorologist. Great guy. For the nine? Yeah. For the nine? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. He, he is suggesting that these wildfire conditions are a glimpse into our future. Mm. Well, if Cody said it, I'm on board. See you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning what? Meaning uh, he has joined the ranks of those who are going to use forest fires to uh, give strength to the climate change argument. I still believe that forest fires are forest fires. I don't believe Cody is one that subscribes to the hysteria. Well, let's see what Cody says. Uh, It's been an unprecedented fire season so far in Canada. I've already done the sense wins for you. More than 11 million acres have now burned, which is by far the highest number of acres on record this early in this season. Rook, do me a favor. Look up. How many, how many, uh, how big is Canada in acres? How large is Canada in acres? It's been an unprecedented fire season so far in Canada. More than 11 million acres have now burned, which is by far the highest number of acres on record this early in the season. In fact, it is almost 50 times higher than in an average year and only getting worse. Because of this, we'll likely be dabbling with poor air quality and occasional smoke for the rest of the summer and could extend into the fall. But this may be just a preview of what can be expected in the years and decades ahead. While overall activity can vary wildly from year to year for dozens of reasons, ocean temperatures are far more consistent until this year. Surface temperatures of the oceans across the globe are the warmest on record by far. 890 million acres is the estimate. I won't even attempt to figure out what percentage of that is 11. Okay, we can do that. (laughs) 
Uh, anyway, it sounds to me like your friend Cody is a uh, is a he's he's certainly flirting with this as a climate change uh, disaster. Now he does conclude though, but nobody really knows why this is happening. However, as temperatures continue climbing in the years ahead, well, they they haven't been climbing. Conditions will get more and more favorable for active fire seasons thanks to the added opportunity for drought conditions to develop. Well, I will say this on his behalf. I don't think he mentions climate change. No, I... Of the words right. climate change. you got to look for the positive in this cloud of smoke. It was supposed to be 89 today. Yeah. They've lowered that to 84. So it's keeping the earth and Kenny cooler. Yeah. But see, I like hot days. I don't know what your problem is. You're kind of a reptilian. Or well, I'm a normal right? Midwestern. No, Midwestern you're, you're person. a reptile at heart. Yeah, I'm just a normal Midwesterner. I like it. Good ah. old boy. What did they say? 11 million acres? Yeah. Are burning? Okay. I'll try to figure out that math. I saw a guy with a great sweatshirt last night. I need a six month vacation twice a year. Hold on. <laughs> I don't know what maybe think of that. Don't know either. Well, in any event, this could be a uh, a glimpse into our future. And I will say this: uh, the the air quality is affecting me. I sneeze a lot more. I'm sneezing. Does it, does it stink there? I don't think it smells. I think it smells it, like many summer days that I've smelled. This today, really? Yep. The smoke is on the ground here, and it smells like burning plastic. Well, it I mean, should smell like can, burning trees. You can visibly, visibly see the smoke swirling on the ground. Oh, oh wow. come on! I, I, I bleep you not. That's zero, and, it, and it's really strong. It smells like burning plastic. That's zero point zero one percent of Canada's. Yes. So that what is that? A uh, tenth? Not, not very much. Well, so right. the, uh, Hans also did the math, and he said. I found that it was 2.467 billion acres. 7 million would be 0.284% of that. So you're both about, you know, same ball. So you, you came up with the wrong acreage for Canada. And uh, Hans, <laughs> who I trust more, has come up with the correct acreage of Canada. Oh, what did you say, Rook? 890 million acres. And Hans comes up with 2 billion? Two and a, almost 2.5 billion. That sounds more plausible than... Than your number. Yeah, you picked. Woodbury. I don't know what what you found or what your source was. Uh, geography of Canada. They don't. They only do square miles. They don't do acres. Well, then there's your problem. I wanted acres. Yeah. I, okay. I never mind. Let's drop it. There's there's a Definitely. there's an air quality alert. Oh, I know what it was. And uh, I I don't doubt it. Okay. Math answers. How many acres does Canada have? I went deeper. Uh, best answer. Copy Canada comprises a total of. Two point four six six million acres. There you go. No, of no, which no, no, Matt. Billion, billion. of which eight point nine two percent is water. Okay, and then the rest D is covered by Fred. Plus, <laughs> that isn't even send a D. the letter. That's send where you have letter. to get the pencil and turn the minus into a plus. Yeah, you did Canadian tuxedo. Yes, I did the Canadian tux look. What's that? Sort of. It's the all jean outfit. You want one? <laughs> I'm sneezing and uh, blowing my schnoz. Which one are you? I'm sneezing. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I'm not happy. I'm, which one are you? I'm sneezy. I'm uh, I'm gropy. Right. Wasn't there one name? Wasn't there one name sneezy? Yeah, dopey, sneezy, and gropy. I think. Yeah, gropy, gropy was, was always, the one they had to leave home. Tugging on. Hey, no come up. over here. <laughs> Give gropy a hug. <laughs> Hi, Joe. Anyway. How you doing, buddy? Uh, <laughs> we should this is the 100% only show. redo the seven dwarf names. Yes. <laughs> this is the only show you can go with where what Uh-oh. is the Canadian acreage to I'm Gropey the dwarf? And I'm going to bring you all down. Oh, good. Uh-oh. Scott from Invergrove, never afraid and always pushing back. He wrote me a note yesterday that I did not want to read, uh, but he's following up with it. He said he met his buddy, whose son just passed away on Saturday night from a fentanyl overdose. He met his buddy at a local watering hole. As expected, he looked like 10 miles of bad road, and it chilled me to the bone to see him this way. No matter, he rightfully went on a rant about the regressives and their attack on cigarettes and alcohol, but now these hypocrites embrace and celebrate the legalization of marijuana. Let me pause right there. I've alluded to that before. I'm, I, too, am surprised by that. I mean, we, we've had people who've made their activist bones on fighting cigarettes. Mm-hmm. That's viable, yeah. And they're the same people who I haven't heard a peep from. In, in activating marijuana. I haven't heard of Pete. Well, and didn't the attorney general decide to sue uh, Jewel basically a week after the legalization? Wasn't I, that rough I, vapor? I, the vapors, yeah. Didn't, no. didn't Minnesota succeed? Are you talking about Minnesota? Yeah, I said yeah. the attorney general. Did he give the age of this poor soul that lost his life to fentanyl? He did yesterday, and it was too down. I didn't read it. It was, uh, well, I wonder if it was Matthew's cla- one of Matthew's classmates just died of an overdose of oh 25-year-old fentanyl. It could very well be this guy. Okay. Uh, oh, <laughs> see, <crap>. I'm, <coughs> I'm coughing now. A sharp bitterness seeped from his pores as he lamented the fentanyl and fentanyl-tainted narcotics that stream easily across the country's southern border. All the while, the regressives howl about climate change or suing Walmart about plastic bags. Joe, this state and country has gone mad under the leadership of regressives, and there seems to be nothing stopping an inevitable implosion hurling a once great land into a vast wasteland of addicts and stoners. I started doing some research on fentanyl yesterday, and it is alarming how little an amount can kill a person. On top of that, a new drug called Trank is being laced in fentanyl. Trank, or xylazine, is an animal tranquilizer that turns humans into walking zombies, and it is sweeping through the country like wildfire. Might I suggest you check out some videos on YouTube to see for yourself? Well, you can suggest it, but I'm not going to. Uh, Dear leader, Walls and his merry band of regressives will have much blood on their hands in the months to come. But like true regressives, they will gaslight and blame everyone but themselves. Pathetic fools, I say. Pathetic fools. Scott from Inver Grove. Uh, That letter needs to be sent to to, uh, Dear Leader, Walls. Uh, It is amazing that we we all know the root of the fentanyl problem, and yet... We have so many people in positions of power that are so unwilling to try to fix it. Sanibel Jim sent me a piece, one of the many pieces that uh, written by Victor Davis Hanson. I'm a great fan of Victor Davis Hanson's writings. And 
uh, in this, uh, what I take to be his most current uh, op-ed, he's writing about how he lived uh, in many different foreign lands. Victor Davis Hanson is a farmer in California, but a great thinker and uh, has taught at the college level for years and is is widely known as a great thinker. And Victor Davis Hanson was writing about how he has spent many years in places that we tend to think of as places you wouldn't want to spend time in. Okay. He's been in Iraq and he's been in Iran and Lebanon and 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 Tripoli and and he said uh in those places which we consider to be third world he found better experiences than in the America in the American places he's now calling third world and that his point being that America is rapidly developing an increasing number of pockets of third world like existence and he cites his own area in California on the desert floor and he said I can't drive five miles without seeing shanties you go into emergency rooms they're not as clean and as efficient as the one I was in 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 many so-called bad areas of the country because they're just overwhelmed with overdoses and gunshot wounds. And uh, he talks about San Francisco. Uh, I think there's late news on San Francisco, Reavers, that, uh, what, more stores have closed? No, the largest mall has decided to stop making their mortgage payments because they're done with all of the shoplifting. And and Victor Davis Hanson went on to say that... uh, this country is heading for uh, uh, greater problems than we have acknowledged. And he said, when you get into, you know, some small towns and you get into suburban areas, America is still being maintained, which is his way of saying the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, it is not being maintained. Mm -hmm. And and what what he really was saying, uh, and we're just echoing each other without knowing what the other one had said, what we're really saying is that the uh, the socialist movement is ruinous. It's it's resulting in decay, and and rot uh, in many many areas of the city. I've got a windmilling story that's indicative of that. I'll get to in a moment. It's out of Seattle, but uh, it's a it's a real shame. And you can see, you know, if you if you think forest fires are a glimpse of the future, I'm I'm in a hold. I'm going to hold back on that. I don't think they are. Uh, I think downtown Minneapolis and St. Paul are a glimpse of the future. Uh, yes. I don't think they're recovering with any degree of health. I, I don't see any positive reason to believe they will under the kind of leadership that we are burdened with, uh, as again, because we're closest to the tallest buildings, we're going to have the kind of ruin that is is plaguing Seattle and San Francisco and, and Los by the Angeles. Way, bringing it up doesn't mean you're openly rooting for that. I'm I'm so sick of that narrative. You're just merely pointing out fact. And I I uh, I'll I'll get letters to the editor if I write a column pointing this out, saying you know I should retire sure. or shut up. Don't you see the goodness all around? Of course, I probably see the goodness more than you do, you anonymous moron. But Heathen. but. 
you're kidding yourself if you don't think the piper has to be paid for this at some point. Okay, what? St. Paul and Minneapolis, right now, they're hanging on. They're hanging they're on. They're hanging on. So there, it hasn't the, the bleep hasn't really hit the fan yet because they're still hanging on. And setting up a few cornhole games on the mall ain't going to bring right. it back. Right. You know, that's not... Or a free concert on the 4th of July. Commerce will bring it back. Workers will bring it back. But regressives don't like commerce. That's There's the problem. really interesting piece last week, Thursday, July 8th, in the op-ed section written by a guy named Matthew Lauks, Lukes, okay. about his experience going downtown for a concert and eating at Crave first and then walking over to the convention center. And it highlights everything that we've been talking about for months. And like Chris said, then being chastised by people for bringing up the negative. Yep. You mean he found it to be a problematic experience? <laughs> yeah, very much so. Yeah. 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 All right. It's from last Thursday. Was it a letter to the editor in the Star no. Tribune? No, it's actually um, an editorial. It was on the op-ed side of the page. Oh, it was an op-ed. Yep. Okay. Yep. I got an interesting note from John Harrington. I don't know if that's the John Harrington. Hmm. Uh, and the subject line is, Great Experience at EcoFun. Cool. Joe, the past, this past Friday, we met our daughter at EcoFun in Forest Lake. That would be on Highway 97, just immediately west of Interstate 35. I suggested meeting there because she was heading home to Duluth from Minnetonka, and we were coming from Stillwater. I'd been wanting to see the place and had no intention of buying anything. We were met by Caitlin Bloom, Tim's daughter, who did a wonderful job explaining e-bikes and suggesting which bike would be best. She suggests you need to quit calling her Caitlin. I, I get it wrong sometimes, Caitlin, yeah. Spur of the moment, I said to my wife, let's get one for our daughter. E-bikes are currently on sale, and we got 400 bucks off the regular price on a Scoot Star. Caitlin helped, us, Caitlin helped us load it in our daughter's car. She was so happy. I've got a feeling we are going back before the sale is over on July 18th because now my wife wants one. Uh, and uh, he says on the next visit, we're going to swing by Grun uh, Grunhofer's. P.S. I'll be pounding beer at Lumberjack Days. Come on by, and I'll make sure you get a cold one, John. That's what happens at EcoFun. And I got to wander let, in. I got to let Kayla know you are now part of a select club. We meet every other Saturday when Joe calls you by the wrong name. Right. Yes. <laughs> uh, there, he's talking about the sale at EcoFun Motorsports. All e-bikes are on sale. Everything in the store is on sale. Uh, forget that uh, rebate program. You know. God knows how many few people will actually benefit by that when it kicks in in 2024. But uh, right now is the time to get out there because the e-bikes are on sale. They've got, well, now they have 399 e-bikes e in stock because Ooh. they just took one back to Duluth. All the scooters that turn errands into adventures, uh, uh, youth recreational equipment, helmets, apparel, great service. But everything's on sale right now, just in time for a great riding season at EcoFun Motorsports. You're going to like these people. GLers have really grown to love this place. EcoFunMotorsports.com. It's in Forest Lake on Highway 97, just west of the interstate, and it's in Burnsville on the service road of life near County Road 42. 
K&L Surplus and Ammo offers one of the widest selection of firearms in the region. K&L carries 10 different brands of ammunition, including Aguila, Armscore, Federal, Remington, CCI, Magtech, Sellier and Beloy, Norma, PPU, and Hornady. K&L also carries many different brands of firearms like Ruger, Smith & Wesson, Canik, Glock, Springfield Armory, Rock Island, Rattay, SKB Shotguns, Hawa, Tika, Henry, and CZ. KLGunstore.com. <coughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Thanks, Pat. You can cut that out, right? Nah. What do you do? I'll <laughs> throw a clearing episode. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. So, what I'm going to do here is, uh, because I have a toothpick <laughs> in my mouth, I'm an expert, <clears throat> I'm going to take this toothpick out, and I'm going to wave it around at you. That's what you do. As I tell you what an expert I am while talking about the great savings on Toro's zero-turn mowers at Tri-State Bobcat, Burnsville, Hudson, and Little Canada. I also predict I'm going to have to close my mic at least twice to clear my throat. It's because of the Canadians. That's the Canadian uh, cough. It's it's an act of war as far as I'm concerned from Canada, but we're, we'll get to that later. Uh, Toro, yeah, they've upped that rebate to $500 on the 54-inch MyRide zero-turn. Final price, 4199 and the rebate can also be used in tandem with 0% financing for 42 months. Remember that MyRide Zero Turn? That's the one where you're uh, floating on a cloud, very smooth traveling machine. Uh, Toro still has the $500 rebate available on most standard MyRide Time Cutter Zero Turn mowers right now, excluding the Havoc. And your final price on the Toro 15-inch Time Cutter remains $37.99 with all of that warranty thrown on top of it, which is a $460 value. Great deals on Toro Zero Turn Mowers, courtesy of Toro Tri-State Bobcat. And we're actually getting closer and closer to Tri-State throwing open the doors in St. Croix Falls. They're going to be on Highway 8. Their equipment has been arriving daily. It won't be long. And you'll find everything there that you find at all the other Toro locations. The Bobcat, the Still, uh, Steel, excuse me, the amazing Fecon mulching tractor with that bull hog attachment. You may have seen me using that on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, that's going to be available in St. Croix Falls, they, as they are in Hudson, Little Canada, and Burnsville, and Mankeys down in Owatonna. Swing over to their website, tristatebobcat.com. So, Scott Nelson is a loyal member of the Garage Logic Town Council. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I love listeners that get the bit. All right. Not to stir the pot, but actually, Canada is on the metric system using hectares, not standard U.S. acres. And he uh, sent that, and I looked it up. So Canada is officially 362 million hectares mm-hmm. in uh, land. And if you're wondering what a hectare is, as I was, it's equal to uh, about 10,000 square meters. Don't most Canadians shave their <laughs> hectares? Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. We have another guilty plea in the food fraud scam. I know, John, you have this coming up on your news, and I I don't think it can be mentioned enough. Abdul Qadir Awali of Bloomington. uh, He's entered his plea, and he promises to pay a restitution of $2.1 million. You mean he's agreed to give back some of the money he's taken. Right. How much That's nice of him. That's really nice of him. Abdul Qadir Awali, 50, agreed to pay a restitution of $2.1 million and admitted to knowingly defrauding the government. 
All right, we're going to have a little test here. Well, but John can't play because he knows the answer. Prosecutors said he falsely claimed to serve how many meals to low-income children at multiple sites through his businesses Carmel Coffee, Sambusa King, and Nawal Restaurant. Go to the King. So he had three. He got eleven point eight million in federal funding. Uh, right, and he's giving back. Two well, he, you're going to get back two point one. I will bad. take that deal any day. Yep, yeah. I'll sign me up. Where do I go? It's a good return on your investment. Eight, eight mil, yeah. All right. How many meals did he claim to serve? How many oh. meals did the Walls administration fail to have an eyebrow raised? 152,000. I can't play either because no. I saw this story. Rook? Just on this guy? Just this guy. Just this guy. Abdul Qadir. Doing the Lord's work. Yeah. I think it's higher than that. I'm yeah. going to say uh, 200,000. <laughs> You would be wrong. Near child's play? 3.6 million. Wow. So you mean, check this out. Okay, hold on. Check this out. You How mean does to, that go on? Okay. <laughs> check this okay, out. Yeah. You mean to tell me yeah. that Walls, among your many failed hires, you had somebody, probably under the tutelage of Heather Mueller, the Department of Education Commissioner, who was a Walls appointee, who's conveniently enough retired. She left in January. Collecting her pension. Well, and Joe, think of how many kids she's fed. She's exhausted. She was tired, wasn't she? She's exhausted. What? The act of making a bologna sandwich or finding enough Oreos, <clears throat> what, feed them for... Huh? This, how is long the, is this is the greatest, as long as this is the most notable fraud of the, all of the frauds federally of the COVID era. It's it's the greatest untold story, and it remains the greatest untold story. The Star Tribune apparently has no interest in diving even deeper. Has it ever... It, Where did they bury this? What page? This was the last page of the Metro section. <laughs> but have they, have they ever considered, you know what, <clears throat> maybe it would be worth a trip down to Mankato and knock on Heather Mueller's door and say, do you have anything to say for yourself? Right. You had people in place that were signing off on checks to people like Abdul Qadir Awali uh, for 18 million bucks, and he was claiming to feed 3.9 million kids, 3.6 million kids. There aren't 3.6 million kids probably in a five-state area. Well, my question is over a time span of how long. 2021. Two weeks. April 2020 <laughs> to January 22. So, so we two got, years. We've got to do the math on that. So hold on, what's, hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're going to have to kill 365. What's two years and days? I want to know how many meals were served per day. Do the time frame again, Joe? Plus, this guy can't be that Two punished. years. Two he, years? Yeah. He also had to give 83 grand in kickbacks to Abdik Herm Idley. Sure. Oh, Abdik. Right. An employee at Feeding Our Future. And you said it was 3.6 mil? He fed 3.6 million meals to low-income children. Well, no, he didn't. And the people, Walls, Walls, you're responsible. And you've never said a peep. <gasps> Heather Mueller, why don't you account for yourself? In exactly seven, I did 720 days, two years. Yeah. That's 5,000 meals per day. Isn't that something? It's a lot of baloney. And how could you people not catch this? In a population of what? How many uh, people where he's at? Well, well, Minnesota. Bloomington? Well, he lives in Bloomington, yeah. And I don't know where his restaurants are. There's three of them, Carmel Coffee, Sambusa King, 
at Nawal Restaurant. But again, what would have been noted, and even the local television news could not have avoided the video impact of it, they would have had television cameras watching these starving children as they snaked around the block with their plate. waiting right. to get into plate. Sambusa to yeah. get a bowl of yeah. rice or right. something. Right. This is like a third world deal. Yeah, right. This right. Is, and yeah. all you people in the Department of Education, you never caught this. What a, we're so poorly served that there's no end to how poorly served we are. And Walls, you're, you're on the hook for this. Who are you kidding? That's a woman you hired. I don't know how, how much to blame Heather Mueller is, but she's had a role in this. And I know it was, you know, somebody that rolled into work and they were hungover and they put a piece of paper in front of them and said, <laughs> hey, Abdul Kakawaka, he needs uh, 18 million. He's feeding 3 million kids. Oh, okay. Sign it. And there he goes. This is all monopoly These people, You people are idiots. Either that or you're thieves. How did this go unnoticed? It couldn't. That's my question. Yeah. Well, right. don't you remember the story two days ago nationally? Yeah. I mean, this is this is you know child's play. Yeah, I've been looking at stories here. It's about two the, trillion, uh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, the stuff, for instance, that went to businesses. Yeah, not, there was no oversight of that. Some I people will, got away with sixty-three million dollars. I will just by saying hey, die on this what? hill. All of this is is coming from knowledge from the inside, and I I. Believe that more to this day than I ever have. Nationally, Chris, yes, or locally, one hundred percent, both. Yeah, I, 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 think I, it's just I, I admire your cynicism. Uh, cynicism <laughs> can be healthy, but we I, had one guy that wife was on the freaking city council. Mm-hmm. I, I, pref- I continue to believe it's an example of just gross incompetence. I think it's yeah. both. I think it's both gross incompetence and those on the inside knowing how much gross incompetence exists that we're paying for daily. Is Heather Mueller, boy, I hate to keep picking on her, but she was the head of the Department of Education when this was happening. Uh, is she a, a you know a, a revered, uh, a prominent citizen? I mean, does she go to the women's teas and the Chamber of Commerce meetings and she's highly thought of? And uh, maybe she has every reason in the world to be highly thought of, but you resigned, lady, yeah. as this was breaking. You left. Without a word. Not a peep. It's a good club to be part of. Okay, I have some potential. Well, you haven't said a peep. <clears throat> no, that's not true. He said he was shocked. Oh, yeah, he was when shocked. he was asked about on the yeah. campaign. That's good out. <laughs> Can we stop screaming and yelling? I have some potentially dangerous questions. It seems like the final, the people that were earning the big, big money, <clears throat> as far as I can tell, a lot of them Somalis. Yeah, almost exclusively. And the people above the Somalis, the people responsible for watching the money, dishing out the money, were people like Heather Mueller, not Somalis. Right. Were the Somalis being used or were the Somalis crafty and criminal? Well, the, to me, what, the, well, I, I'm going to because I'm trying. I'm going to try to either prove or disprove what Reavers is saying. The, uh, because of what Reavers said, this is why I'm coming up with this nonsense. They were criminal, allegedly coached by who's the woman who, who was to blame for this thing? The, uh, you know, Amy Cook. Uh, Amy, Amy Cook, Cook. Who, by the way, Brian was wondering what's her status. Who knows? They were coached. They're criminals, but they were willing to be criminals as they were allegedly coached by Amy to set up these false deals. 
uh, just so long as we get our taste. You're going to yeah. kick back to us every time wow. you get a big check. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. So I, 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 I think that you had a, a, it was apparently, you know, what one of the problems was, and we see this in the national story, it was just way too easy. Way too easy. But the masterminds here would have to be the Heather Mueller's of the world. Not necessarily. I'm not necessarily naming I, her. I'm I'm naming her position. Go ahead, John. Well, I just think if you look at that story the other day, and I'm reading stories still, it was just general incompetence. And all of a sudden, there's this gigantic pot of money. Everybody can have some. But, by the way, it's Amy Bach, by the way. Bach, Bach. In case there's sorry. an Amy Cook out there, we yeah, don't want I'm sorry, to. Amy's sorry to the other Amy Cooks. <laughs> but, John, again, I'm not disputing that part of it. But for them to have that general awareness and for them to have all of that knowledge at the ready to know that – they could strike and get all of this money. They had mm-hmm. to have information from the inside. I firmly believe yeah, that. I don't, but okay. Because how could that's, you that's make that up out of whole cloth? And it's so just, instantly. Well, I mean, they all program. applied right away as soon as all of that money was available. Yeah, but look. Well, at, but remember, all the programs that were announced immediately when all this happened. I mean, it started in 2020 and continued on for two years, where they just kept announcing new programs with new money. I, I I'm on with John. I think I'm on board with John. I, I agree, John. And because devious it, people took advantage. It, it, yeah, of Yeah, because it was. It seemed like Chris. There was always another announcement of True. more funds available. And but, look at the PPA stuff, uh, PPP. I guess it was where <laughs> they just kept coming out with more and more announcements, and all the businesses immediately signed on, whether they thought they could get it or not, and they got it, and but, they didn't have to pay it back. Most of them. But there's a there's a a, a previous. Um, function that made this even easier, and that was the yep. daycare. Remember the the phantom yes. daycare. Yes. So sure. that had already yep. been done. Yep. So somebody said, "You know what? New version. We can do with that. Yeah. Let's do it with food. Yeah. Yep. Nobody's checking." Yeah. I would only add that I would I would not discount the role that a ridiculously large government plays in this. Yeah. There is just there. It's. There are too many people in the government. It's the state's largest employer. It's only growing after this last irresponsible legislative session. You're going to get a whole new department to administer the Family Leave Act. You're going to fire, you're going to hire 400 new people, and they're going to be just as incompetent as anyone else. Not because taken as individuals, they're bad people or they're rubbing their hands in glee saying, boy, I hope I get a job so I can can steal money. No, it's the, the, the environment in which they work compels incompetence because their jobs are safe and they never suffer consequences for mistakes. So they're not intending to to commit mistakes. They're but when they're when they're committed, there's no repercussions and right. there's no consequence. Right. Do you, are you aware of any single human being who lost a job with the government because of the food fraud scam? No. Just no. Amy, right? If you she didn't work for the government. She was oh. a private citizen. Oh, yeah. if right. you if you are listening or you know of someone who lost their job because of the food fraud scandal, please contact me. Please, I, you can come on the air. You can do anything you want. But I don't think anyone quarter of a billion dollars to pay 
outrageous sums of money for outrageous claims. Right. Well, we're feeding 3.9 million kids. Well, no, you're not. Where was somebody in the office to say this? Uh, this can't, this doesn't work. Hell, you did more looking around than anybody in the this Walls administration. Work. This doesn't make sense. No one said this doesn't make sense. To highlight your point, Joe, about uh, how it's just mistakes and silliness, that thing we found out the other day about the money lost, $123 billion misspent. Yeah. And nobody and nobody noticed until until after, well after the fact. Just misspent, just, you know, went to the wrong place. The key to life is to be the person who gets that misspent money on a legal basis. You know, the, the thousand-dollar no hammer. There was no legal basis. For right, but I'm, I'm talking the thousand-dollar hammers we used to hear about in the 70s. You know, $700 toilet seats. Right, right, yeah, nonsense like that. I don't know if that was ever true, but it was fun to talk about. Yeah. It's fun to talk about my new garage door guy. You know why? It's not a garage door guy. It's a whole... Family and company. Team. It's the whole family and company. It's the uh, precision garage door of the Twin Cities. They really are. You know, there's a lot of these garage door outfits. You got to be careful. Uh, these guys are, uh, they're the real deal. And you you need a new garage door? You're going to spice up the house for yeah, sale? I, yeah. I would contact Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. Spring went out on you. Rollers are making too much noise. Your opener doesn't work. They want to pair it with your phone. Whatever you want, they know how to do all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're available on weekends without an extra fee. They're available 24-7. They want to fix your garage door correctly the first time because time is money. They don't want to hang around and have you call them back because they uh, they didn't right. get the flangular joist correct on the uh, Huter meter. You know, they take care of all that, and they do it right the first time. It's really a great outfit, and they're GLers. Let them know you appreciate a GL-owned business, and you can get a hold of Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities at PrecisionDoorMN.com. You know, there's really no reason at all that any of your machinery inside your home, your air conditioning unit, your refrigerator, well, Welter doesn't do refrigerators, but I'll tell you this, heating and cooling and air purification. If they're making noise, something needs to be done. It's not going away. That's why Welter gets the word out via Garage Logic and the podcast, and they buy some ads on TV and Channel 5 as well. Welterheating.com is their website. You can call them, and a human will answer the phone. It's not machine. Press 1 for air conditioning. No, they're going to say hello, and you're going to tell them what your problem is. They're going to get you in touch with whoever it is. Is that, that how they answer, like, the three stages? Hello. 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 Hey, it's Walter. What do you hello. need? Well, send the stooges out right now. <laughs> they are not stooges. I've had work performed in my home at Welter, and it looks beautiful, and they did it promptly. When they were going to show up, yep, they showed up on time. They did it, installed it, and they were out the door. It was a wonderful, it was poetry in motion. That's what they do at Welter for the last 100 years. Go online to welterheating.com or call old school 612-825-6867. There's also a Q&A. Check out the blog online. It might answer your question for free. That's how good those four generations are. Welterheating.com, air condition your shelter with Rayanna Welter. Uh -huh. Hey, 
Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. The safety month is June for Liberty Safe and Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Basically, that means big savings to us. All right, everybody turn off your microphones. Okay. Joe? I'm up. Okay. Turn. All right, good. Here we go. As I was saying, go to maplecrovelockandsafe.com, link up to the Liberty website, and you're going to discover that online orders, whatever you order, 10% off, that's everything. Meanwhile, back at the store, Maple Grove Lock and Safe, they're at 6901 East Fish Lake Road. We have progressive savings going all month long. That means the more you spend, the more you save in the form of instant and mail-in rebates. Starting here, you spend a grand, $1,099, you save $100, and then the savings go all the way up to you spend 8500 or more, you save 700 buckaroonies. The Liberty Safe, made in the USA by Americans, using materials only procured here in the United States. We have lifetime transferable warranties. And if you so prefer setup and delivery, go to Liberty Safe and MapleGroveLockAndSafe.com. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Officials say they're working to develop a plan to put out a 30-acre wildfire that's burning in the Boundary Waters Canoe Area Wilderness. 30 acres. 30 acres. Hectares or acres? I think acres. Uh, This morning, That's a very small fire. I hope they get it under control. Yes. The leader of the the fire, the the ranger, head ranger up there? Heat too hot. Burn so much. (laughs) So... Kenny, I need your help here because I had to shut uh, the studio's mics off because you were doing your ad and Joe and Rookie were doing their own version of the ABC News story that we were listening to off the air. So what exact client did you just do? Um, Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, This morning, the U.S. Forest Service said crews detected the fire between Spice Lake, and I may need help with this, Onisha Kamunsi Lake. You hit it right on the head. Your guess is as good as mine. I believe he was the captain. No, that was something wrong. Gunflint Ranger District of the Superior National Forest yesterday afternoon. Uh, it's about 30 acres. They've been patrolling it to, to make sure uh, they can get people to safety if anything flares up. Yesterday, the Department of Natural Resources announced burn restrictions for northeastern Minnesota, including the area where that wildfire is now burning. Uh, speaking of wildfires, the Pollution Control Agency has issued air quality alerts. We've talked about that a bit already today. The alert that started last night is for the northern portion of the state. State. It includes areas like International Falls, Ely, Duluth, Brainerd, Alexandria, Moorhead, and Blacks. That alert in effect until 6 in the morning tomorrow. It's due to the Canadian wildfires. The Twin Cities and southern portions of the state, including Rochester, are under an alert due to elevated levels of ozone until 8 o'clock. Tonight, it's making people like Joe Souchere blow his nose on occasion. More yeah, than 50. Us, us with asthma are having a really good time with this one, too. <laughs> Man, Holy a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of uh, <laughs> lost my. Train what are you of talking about, that. Johnny? A lot of well, I'm talking about youth crime. We have oh, a lot there's of youth, a lot of youth, youth crime, crime. Yeah. Uh, this morning. Hennepin County's top prosecutor, we know who that is, right? Mary, Mary Moriality. Thank you. Announced a new collaborative effort aimed at slowing the wave of vehicle thefts by youths. Hennepin County Attorney Moriarty says the initiative will involve regular meetings between prosecutors and law enforcement in the county to identify at-risk teens 
and preteens, youth that law enforcement doesn't have enough evidence against to submit for charges, but who are believed to be involved in vehicle theft-related crimes so that social workers can then contact those kids' family uh, members, identify issues they're facing, and connect them to any services that can help out. I got a note from a friend this morning. His daughter in Woodbury had her Kia stolen. Hmm. By the Kia boys, wow. she figures. Woodbury? I'm mm-hmm. still back in mine inn in South St. Paul. Mm-hmm. Who? Uh, this is Marion. Who? Her band of uh, um, it, idiots? It's the county, yeah. It's law enforcement in the county, etc. Have you ever heard of more thicker, heavier BS in your life? They're not going to intervene in one single life. They're not going to make any difference with this fantasy of nope. theirs. But I bet it'll well, cost a lot of money. She she did mention some other things. She said her office will speed up charging decisions in auto theft cases later this month. Charge them all, you idiots. Under that part of the plan, the attorney's office will make a charging decision within one day and have a court date scheduled for the teen within three days if the juvenile is admitted to the juvenile detention center. The charging decision and court date scheduling process usually takes weeks or maybe even months. Finally, Hennepin County Courts will start requiring judges to review detention decisions for kids charged with fleeing police. Number of vehicle thefts in the Twin Cities spiked last year, particularly due to the rise in Kia and Hyundai thefts. And climbed even more rapidly this year. Even police have noted larger roles that juveniles are playing in these car thefts. More than 50 chiefs of police, county sheriffs, and county prosecutors from across the seven-county metro area held a juvenile crime summit back on June 1st. We're finding out about this now. After Governor Walls asked his two top law enforcement commissioners to get involved with the growing concern over that rise in juvenile crime, Department of Corrections Commissioner Paul Schnell and Department of Public Safety Commissioner Bob Jacobson hosted the summit at headquarters in June. On June 1st, Jacobson said the first meeting was to share thoughts and ideas and to build a foundation of policy strategies they can use moving forward. Minneapolis Public School Board voted Tuesday to approve its $976 million budget. The school district facing serious financial trouble could dip into the negative when federal COVID-19 funding dries up in a year. District's own financial report calls the situation an impending fiscal crisis for the 24-25 school year. District said the issue is causing this, rising costs, and declining enrollment. The district reported the number of children under five and living in the city fell 17 percent between 2020 and 2021 alone. State funding is tied to enrollment, meaning that if the district goes into the red, the state could intervene in a process called statutory operating debt. If I was king, I wouldn't have any schools. I'd just say the hell with it. They You're don't work anyway. You're on your own. I do like the uh, the one thing that I read this morning is they're they're not considering pay cuts. For you know, well, I would, I would administration. Imagine. I thought schools were fully funded now. Well, they are. Oh, yeah. yeah. So if so there's less apparently. students, right. less right. money, you get no more money. <clears throat> oh, okay. It keeps money. going up. Yeah. Uh, blackout license plates will soon hit the roads here in Minnesota. Starting January 1st, 2024, plates with a black background and white lettering will be available for all cars, non-commercial trucks, RVs, and motorcycles if you pay an additional fee. Why? How much? What's the attraction? They're, they uh, look cool as hell. Like yeah. They look yeah. really cool. My sister-in-law in Iowa has these plates. They do look I don't think cool. they look cool. Oh, I think you're wrong. <laughs> How much are they going to cost, John? Because uh, I, I want my name top of the list. 
The blackout plates would require the buyer to pay an additional $30 annual fee to the driver and vehicle services operating account, as well as a fee for special plates. I'm out. I don't out. know how much that fee is. Yeah, though. I'm out. I thought maybe five bucks or something. Or do, are they blacked out so cops can't see them? No, it, dummy, no, no, they're, they're coming they're, from the state. Why would they do that? They're, they're black, idiots. They're black. <laughs> yeah, okay. Black, you've got a point. <laughs> they're black background, Joe, with white lettering. I don't. Well, I don't understand why that would be found attractive. Because well, people uh, think it looks cool. Would the lettering I, be appliance white or maybe a touch of cream, oh like old English white? Now he's fishing. Now he's fishing. <laughs> Appliances like stoves, gas, or yeah, I don't like that, that white. I don't like that white. That's too harsh of a white. I you like a white me. with a little cream in it. You got me. You got me. You got me. <laughs> The Star Tribune reporting a blamed businessman concocted a scheme to defraud hundreds of job seekers out of about $600,000 with false promises of work selling home security or water filtration systems. 43-year-old Charles E. Fields was indicted in U.S. District Court Minneapolis yesterday on five counts of wire fraud in connection with the cheating of at least 250 people out of several thousand dollars each. Reached by phone Wednesday, Fields declined to comment other than to say he has hired Joe Friedberg as his attorney. Friedberg said he has yet to see the indictment and declined to comment. Fields is due in court June 30th. Back to the license plates. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is considered a bonus in the collector car world if you can find a, a, a car from California that's often advertised as having the original California black plates. Cool. Okay. What, and those the lettering on those was kind of a gold, uh, not a uh, not not white. Interesting. I've got okay. some solid colored old plates. You know from, everybody right here. Right. Oh, it is cool. cool. I just no, didn't, I didn't have anything. I, I thought it was cool. I yeah. think I'm going down your road because I think in Minnesota we had some. I'm going to say like the gopher colors, dark that dark purple maroon maroon. Yeah. I think there's some nailed to a, the inside wall of one of my sheds. Well, I can see them in my mind's eye. Yeah. And that, huh. they're that funny rectangular shape, not the squarish rectangular. They're longer and skinnier, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I do. Yeah. As we talked about earlier, Bloomington man pleading guilty to one count of wire fraud, the latest defendant to plead guilty in the sprawling Feeding Our Future case. <sighs> 50-year-old Abdul Qadir Awal agreed to pay a restitution of $2.1 million, admitted to knowingly defrauding the government. He said he fed 3.6 million meals to low-income children at multiple sites throughout. Uh, We don't know that. Three businesses. We do Uh, know that. He didn't feed them. uh, 2.1 million uh, is what he has to pay back. Now, he did get $11.8 million in federal funding. That's a, for great, quite, that's a great point, John. Where Where is the other uh, $9 well, million? funny you should ask, Joe. Prosecutors say he used money to pay off his mortgage, transfer funds to personal accounts, buy vehicles, including two semi-trailer trucks. Prosecutors say he Probably also Probably to put 80- all the food in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Prosecutors said he also gave 83 grand in kickbacks to Abdukiram Idle, an employee at Feeding Our Future, the St. Anthony nonprofit at the center of this whole alleged fraud screen. Idle has also been charged, but FBI agents said he has fled the country. According to court documents, so Ali spent minimal amounts of the federal money on food, and of the $11.8 million, $2.1 million was fraudulently, fraudulently obtained for himself as part of the restitution he agreed to forfeit five vehicles and properties in Savage and Burnsville. But that wouldn't account for $9 million. That dumpy was living uh, and didn't have a high mortgage. 
Hmm. And oh. and and <clears throat> so he gets to keep the the nine million well, he stole. They, didn't he say that he spread it around? Right. That's too much money that he couldn't have. He couldn't have spent that much. A lot of money. It's not gone. Gone. It's, it's not like he was paying gone. taxes on it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll have more news after this, but uh, before we do, let's hear from our friend the uh, the former airline captain. We too low. What do you got? We. You know, I was wondering how many water drinking systems can you buy with all that food fraud money? Quite a few. You know, you could probably buy one for every house in the county you live in. I bet you could give a drink to ten million children. <gasps> Oh my God! You're a genius. That's right. I am. I am <laughs> quenching the thirst of all of the kids in the state of Minnesota. I probably could actually with my new drinking water system from Connecticut and Hofferman Water. It's the best. And you know what? We drink a lot of water. This is the season, Rook. Tis the season. I must <laughs> say that your water does look uh, tastefully good today. So call them today, 952-894-4040. That's their phone number. You can also visit their website, which is hoffermanwater.com. You go online, you get to that website, you see every system that they have available for you right there on their website. You know, maybe you're in the market for a brand new water softener, uh, an iron rust or odor filtration system, or, like I mentioned, a drinking water system. They will install that thing perfectly. Professionally and responsibly, they will take great care of you and your family. I've been a customer of Connecticut and Hofferman for years, and I'm very happy I made my switch. You will be, too. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Logic Town Council member. Here's what you're missing. I'm panicking that I've promised all the girls these Taylor Swift tickets. And I'm, That's going to cost you ten grand. Yeah, yeah, at this point, yeah, that ain't going to be cheap. Game here, Nine tickets. Oh, it's going to cost you twenty grand. Well, I won't pay twenty grand. I'll say it. Nine tickets. They will hate you forever. You already you, promised do you, them? Do you realize what you're going to spend, seriously? I'm sure they're very expensive. You're at, to get in the door, you're going to be spending Swift. 300 bucks just to get in. I'll go 300 That's 2700 But they're going to be sitting on the freaking roof. I know somebody that just paid 12 grand. For how many tickets? Ooh, three. Four? You Oh, Jesus, what I got into here. Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. That's going to be good stuff right there. <laughs> hey, folks, John Madden here, and you're listening to Garage Logic. I mean, the mayor, he's the guy that, that runs that thing. I mean, I mean he's the guy that, that takes care of all that stuff the mayors do. Fireworks, uh, starting up stuff, cylinders. You know, he's, he's Joe Shustray. I mean, the mayor! <laughs> so good. Aim High Construction does a dandy job on all things related to construction, both residential and commercial. Chris, the owner, and his crews, always 100% committed to your satisfaction. And they can do it all. New construction, remodels, roofing, siding, decks, interior. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're upstairs, downstairs, kitchen, bathroom. They, concrete, countertops. Have I missed anything? Oh, yeah, garages, shops. It doesn't matter. Whatever you need, they always do amazing work. Get in touch with Chris. You'll find him at aimhighconstructionmn.com. Please, kill the mics, please. Um, aimhighconstructionmn.com. And get this bid ball rolling. Get your project on the schedule. They're very busy, but they always put us, the GLers, first. When you go with Aim High, you're going with the best. Again, the website, aimhighconstructionmn.com.
This is, uh, I'm looking at a video of John's. We were saying all that off the pretty, air, weren't we? Pretty yes, cool, we huh? Pretty cool, though. John cool. has a mini uh, Jesus. Solo. It's a solo. solo stove. Coffee cans on yeah. fire. And they. <laughs> Are you sure that's not just a picture of a fire coming out of there? It doesn't. Plus, no. why would you want a fire on a hot night? And your wood looks like Triscuits. Are yeah. you burning Triscuits? It's just... Yeah, special uh, chips. Just special chips. John, yeah, you know, I'm you a guy that would normally you... defend you in a situation like this, but honestly, no, what's, you what's the point? Well, my wife likes to sit on the deck with it. Like I said, she it was 110 degrees. You light a bong with that two, thing, John? Two nights ago, and it was 70 degrees no, sitting I, I'm not dismissing having a fire on a hot summer night. That's completely acceptable. <laughs> this is not a fire. This is somebody holding up a bick. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's bigger than that. Can I tweet this okay. out and let the GLers decide? Sure, if you want. I, I'm ready to take. You know, Please weigh in, GLers. All right, let's get back to the news. It's the now. same as what was the horn you and Rookie went to go see, and all you heard was Titanic. Oh, Titanic. Eric Mishy. <laughs> and it was, I mean, the streets of St. Paul were lying. 400,000 people. <laughs> and some people had the, like, the earmuffs yeah. going on, like it was just going to be right. blown well, out. Here it comes. You ready? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Love reminder. No wonder the damn that. thing sunk. Right. right, right. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> in, uh, in other news, the wow. Federal Reserve is expected to pause its aggressive series of interest rate hikes today, ending a string of 10 consecutive rate increases that stretches back 15 months. Uh, the decision arrives a day after fresh data showed consumer prices rose 4% last month compared to a year ago, cooling more than economists expected and bolstering hopes that inflation will continue a return to normal levels. Inflation has fallen from a peak last summer but remains at a level double the Federal Reserve's target of 2%. Yeah, did you guys like the slow motion of the flames? Oh, yes, cool. I thought that was a very good uh, effect. <laughs> <laughs> the mayor of the Mexican border city of Tijuana said she has decided to live at an army base for her own safety after she's been getting threats. Mayor Monsterat Caballero announced the decision after confirming that police had found seven bodies stuffed in a pickup truck on Monday. Police said they found the pickup truck parked at a gas station in Tijuana with the doors open. On the back seat of the cab lay a body wrapped in a blanket. Hidden under tires and wooden boards were six more bodies. Caballero said, I've received death threats, so I'm going to live at the base. Local media reported the Army base is on the southern edge of Tijuana, about five miles from City Hall. Caballero did not say who the threats had come from. Tijuana City government said in a statement the threats were related to administration strong results in weapon seizures and arrests. It's well known that several drug cartels are waging turf battles in Tijuana. That'd be a tough town to be the mayor of. Yeah, I would not want to run. Yep. That's not going to happen in GL, is it? No, we don't have that problem. No. Cormac McCarthy, the masterful prose stylist and Pulitzer Prize winning author who plumbed the depths of violence and vengeance in novels like Blood Meridian, No County, uh, no Country for Old Men, and The Road, died Tuesday at his home in Santa Fe. He was 89 years old. McCarthy won some of the top accolades in modern literature, including the Pulitzer Prize for Fiction for his post-apocalyptic saga, The Road, as well as the National Book Award and the National Book Critics Circle Award. Literary critic James Wood, writing in The New Yorker in 2005, called McCarthy a colossally gifted writer and described him as one of the great hams of American prose. 
McCarthy was famously averse to giving interviews, spoke publicly only on rare occasions. In a 1992 interview with the New York Times, he suggested that his professional craft was only one of his driving passions in life, saying, of all the subjects I'm interested in, it would be extremely difficult to find one I wasn't. Writing is way, way down at the bottom of the list. McCarthy, well, 89. I loved him, and uh, he's a hell of a writer, but I can't read the uh, the new one. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, it's just it's too much. Too much. Too depressing. Yeah, it, he's so dark. Oh God. Did we dark. have him on the air? No, he wouldn't talk to us. Are you kidding? He never gave interviews. Oh. Actor Treat Williams has been killed in a motorcycle accident. Williams first became known as one of the stars of the film adaptation of the uh, play Hair back in 1979. And since then, he started numerous films been a steady presence in various television series. After his death, uh, actors who had worked with him paid tribute on social media, saying he was a great actor and also a fine human being to work with. Treat Williams was 71 years old. You know what got him? He was on his motorcycle. The yep. dreaded mm -hmm. oncoming car making a left turn. Ooh. In motorcycling world, those are always something to watch for. Mm -hmm. America's top-selling beer is no longer American. Modelo Especial, the Mexican lager brewed near Mexico City by Constellation Brands, became the top-selling beer in May, overthrowing Bud Light from the top spot it held for more than two decades. Why did Bud Light sales drop, John? Hmm. The drop... The drop from the top further highlights the problems for Anheuser-Busch after transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney's Instagram post showing off a customized Bud Light can that they had made for her. Or or him. Her? Him. Is that be her, huh? right? I get confused. They and or. Or. For four weeks, ending on June 30th, uh, June 3rd, I'm sorry, Modelo captured 8.4% of U.S. retail beer sales, with Bud Light falling to second place with 7.3%. Uh, dollar sales, not good for Bud Light either during that period. Sales falling 24.4%, while Modelo's grew 12.2%. And it looks like, according to the experts, like Bump Williams of NIQ data that the trend doesn't look good for Bud Light. He says Modelo Especial appears to be increasing its sales growth each week as we get deeper into summer. He added that Modelo Oro, a new low-carb beer, is off to a strong start following its May debut. Over the past several weeks, Bud Light sales declines have hovered around 25% weekly, likely due to the media's barrage of negative headlines following its partnership with Mulvaney and the brand's tepid response to the controversy that that angered LGBTQ plus advocates. A single can burying her face was provided for a social media post. The fallout followed from there. Can I bring up something regarding Modelo? I've never tried it. I'm um, very tempted to just because of the marketing effort. Have you guys oh, yeah. seen the TV commercial? They're I'm not very sure. Cool. Which, which the one? music that they use for the TV commercial is the same music that comes up at the very end, the cemetery scene in The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Absolutely, and I know you're not going to like this, Joe, but it's iconic music, and it's perfectly placed in this movie. Uh, yep, give me, uh, give me yeah, the deal. Me well, I, I lost mine. No, oh, here it is. Oh, the big one. Oh, you're giving me the big one. Are you giving me the big one because you don't like cowboy movies? 
Because, John, if you look this movie up, I saw you writing it down. Look this movie up, and right where they come to the cemetery, and what's-his-name starts running around, this music starts, and it crescendos, and it is so amazing. It's one, of the, it's one of the greatest scenes in Western cinema. I ain't drinking no Mexican beer. I, I have seen oh, that, that movie, Kenny, uh, yeah. several times. I just don't remember the music. Yeah. And, uh, uh, there's plenty of good Mexican beer, Joe. Medellin's oh, excellent. a lot of good Mexican, Mexican beer. Yeah. Pacifico. Get the bad water. Get the no, bad Corona. Jeez. Corona. You know, oh, they get uh, the bad water. Cerveza, por favor. What about Dos, boring. Dos Equis? That's the one I always enjoyed. I like Dos Equis. Oh, yeah, yeah, Dos Equis is good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not keeping up my financial interest in the brewing industry. Uh, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Maybe that's why Bud Light sales dropped. Right, yeah. No, I would never drink that. <laughs> that's right. You were not a Bud Light guy. Pea water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. We were boycotting uh, Bud Light anyway. Uh, yeah, it had nothing you know, to do yeah. with anything yeah. other but than the But our boycott taste. started about 2002. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a long time ago. PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan has stepped away from his role in order really? to recover, in order to recover what's being from what's being called a medical situation. Yeah. That uh, well, there's. We're not sure about that, though. We don't know that, as we like to say. Is that There's a big, been... Joe, is that a big we don't know that? Uh, no, I believe he probably had a heart attack because he's also uh, under much pressure. Wow. There's, there's been that feud, of course, between players from the uh, two uh, tours and uh, uh, following the announcement uh, over the uncertainty over what the future of the sport will look like. Uh, in a statement issued last night made on behalf of Monahan and the PGA Tour Policy Board, they confirmed that he would be stepping away from his role as he recuperates from a medical situation. The statement read, Jay Monahan informed the PGA Tour Policy Board that he is recuperating. The board fully supports Jay and appreciates everyone respecting his privacy. I'm terribly intrigued by the Open being played at the Los Angeles Country Club, and now that I know more about it, I probably have driven by that course 20 times and not noticed it. It's between Wilshire and Sunset Boulevards. Hmm. It's right there at the edge of Beverly Hills. Hmm. And uh, Hugh Hefner's mansion is on one of the holes, 12th or 13th hole. Oh, wow. Yeah. How was Hugh's place? Did you like that? Well, it I was, never went there. Oh. It got racked a little bit. Uh, somebody drove a cement truck. Uh, he was having a huge party. This is probably about... I don't know, 80. Early 80s, right? Wasn't it early? Mid 80s. Mid 80s? And there was no construction, but he was having like a big uh, get together. Sure. Uh, fundraiser. And uh, somebody. Was the cement truck, was that an undercover truck. operation? Yeah, it was a decoy. Gotcha. Hmm. Uh, All right, then. Is that, that true? Yes. I the, think the, uh, it was well documented, I is believe. That real? Uh, it was going through there, and it was. I mean, Beverly Hills was never the same. Rook, you should have a game show where you just make these movie references and the people have to hit a buzzer and the first one to get it correct, you know, wins 100 bucks. Well, the problem is I would win every time because normally I'm the one that baits him into those references. I got, see, I don't know that reference, so I'll have to ask. That was Joe saying Hugh Hefner's place. And then, of course, I think the only time I've seen Hugh Hefner's place is during that documentary. Beverly Hills Cop, too. Incredible. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm too. sure I brought that up. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. John, thank you. Hey, buddy, you, you live around here? Hey, do you, uh, you live around here? What, uh, what do you got? Why don't we take a time out? Minnesota Masonic Charities, they're online at mnmasoniccharities.org. And I have been telling you about them for quite some time. I'm very happy to tell you that, again, this year they launched their brand new scholarship program that's unlike 
anything I've ever seen. It's called the Selfless Scholar. The scholarship program works. Uh, instead of inviting students to apply for a scholarship based on their achievements, the scholarship encourages young people to look beyond themselves, recognize kindness and the selflessness of their fellow students. Now, the 2023 stuff is done. I read you some of those examples. How about 2024? They want you at Minnesota Masonic Charities to bring the stories to you. So go to their website, check out when the 2024 um, final days are, and they'll let you know. It's a wonderful program. Learn more about it at mnmasoniccharities.org. A whole bunch of these wonderful organizations got together in 2006 to create one umbrella organization, and they're doing wonderful work, helping the young, helping the elderly, Helping anybody that needs some help. 952-948-6200. These guys are a bunch of garage logicians that get together and help people without any government involvement. It's the most garage logic thing there is. Check out their website, mnmasoniccharities.org. Is that his cylinder index or his golf score? Either way, it's a big number. Here's Joe Suchere. You know, when North American Banking Company first opened back in 1998, they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers, where you know your banker and they know you. Now, while a lot has changed since 1998, this commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities has not. And they get it. There is no shortage of banking options in the Twin Cities. So if you're tired of just being a number to your big national bank, then be sure to check out my new friends at North American Banking Company. I was just in there. Uh, when was that? Oh, a week ago. Just a I'd week like ago. To make a withdrawal. Yeah, I'm going to need all of that from North American Banking Company. They have six locations to serve you. My location is in Roseville, but you can also see them at 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their brand new location over there in Maple Grove. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the service of a community bank. And they are wonderful. And you know what? If you're a small business, they're going to take great care of you because at North American Banking Company, they are locally owned and operated, which means loan decisions are made here in the Twin Cities, not out of state. And this helps business owners solve problems and expand their business with confidence. So if you want, check out their website right now. It's nabankco.com, nabankco.com. Make sure you visit their website. North American Banking Company, member FDIC, equal housing lender. You'll recall the Las Vegas family that claims to have seen a vehicle land in their yard. Yes. Angel? And the, and the two eight-foot guys get out of it, and Angel said they're 100% not human. <laughs> and and he apparently had video, but we haven't seen that. But now it turns out the uh, the Los Angeles Police Department has installed very high-tech cameras mm. outside this home. And the reason is, well, we're going to protect this family in case, you know, UFO fans come and bother them or something, which is absolute BS, because why would the police do that? It's not their responsibility to, to install security cameras for you. And so we don't know what the deal is, but this story is not going away. And uh, Angel is uh, still claiming that he has video, but we haven't seen any of it. Uh, why did it, you know, the thing we missed, too, is uh, they made that call, but it took 38 minutes for the cops to get there. Remember that? 
I thought they were there quicker no, than that. No, 38 minutes. Oh. Well, in 38 minutes, these buffoons from Gorgoland could have done anything. <laughs> I mean, right. you know. So now, uh, now we have cameras, and uh, maybe we'll get some more, some more information. And uh, I continue to believe this is the year we'll finally learn what in the world's been going on. And maybe this is real, and maybe it isn't. <clears throat> Uh, but, Angel, you have an obligation to the country, if not the entire world, right. to reveal your videos of the eight-foot guys with shiny mouths and very uh, odd eyes that Angel claims kind of froze him in position when he was and I, watching them. They're waiting for the payday. They're waiting for the whoever it's going to be. CNN, this, t- somebody with the big reality television yep. show to come call. Well, this has been going on for over 100 years. John is sitting on a story that I sent to him that he refused to air today right. uh, about a UFO <laughs> that crash landed in Texas in the 1890s. Yeah, I'm telling you, they're stupid. The they're concerned, uh, concerned <laughs> local people. The locals actually buried the alien because oh, I, he, I've he died. Oh, I've heard of this story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of this. Yeah. Well, I think it's true. Oh, absolutely. I believe everything. Absolutely. I believe everything. <laughs> Only because they come to us all the way from the uh, Fernandina, the traveling Lymans, who uh, 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 Kelsey refers to as the traveling Wilburys. Ah. You'll recall that uh, yesterday, on this day in history, we had the world's largest pile of logs showed up in Stillwater. Yeah. Yeah, sure. and people came from all around to view it, but Kelsey sent me pictures of it. Huh. Yeah. Was it impressive? Yeah, it's a lot of wood. There's a lot of logs. Log jamming. Yep. Yeah. Great movie. Uh, in On this day in 1671. <laughs> I'm here to fix the cable. <laughs> in a ceremony of, at Sault Ste. Marie, uh, the Sieur de St. Lucien formally claims the territory would become northwest Minnesota for France. Northeast. Really? Northeast. All the way over to Sault Ste. Marie. It's true. Watch out. Northeast, not northwest. What did right, I say? Right. So said yeah. Northwest. Yeah. That'd be North Dakota. Yeah. We don't want no Northeast deck. Minnesota, yeah. 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 On this day in 1868, the first Ojibwe person relocated to the White Earth Reservation arrived. An annual ceremony and reunion is held to commemorate that event. On this day in 1918... Oh, pardon me for interrupting, but the Ojibwe's really got pushed around. Mm-hmm. That would have been uh, my wife's grandmother was... Uh, Maybe she's the one. Around there. They started out east and made their way through Wisconsin and uh, finally over here. Yeah, they got moved around. On this day in 1918, a picnic held by the, nine, the Nonpartisan League in Wegdahl drew 14,000. The league was a farmer's association... Organized in North Dakota in 1916, it advocated several ideas. By the way, have you ever fixed your advocated ad? Uh, it advocated several Steel ideas. Considered radical. I heard him say that word. I Steel knew trap. he was going to be fixated on that ad. Including public ownership of the nation's food distribution system and a draft of capital to finance World War I. Uh, the, organiz- the organizers of the league sought to avoid charges of anti-patriotism by selling war bonds, but Governor Joseph A.A. A. Burnquist's Commission of Public Safety still restricted them, supporting 19 Minnesota counties as they banned the league from meeting in their locations. Huh. 
on this day in 1959. Joe, today is June 14th. The St. Paul Housing and Redevelopment Authority condemned the few remaining homes known in, in, in the area as the Levee. The Upper Levee Flats had long been the location of poor immigrant neighborhoods for various ethnic groups, including the Poles, Bohemians, and Swedes. Around 1900, Italians settled there in such numbers that it earned the name Little Italy. Upper Levee Flats was prone to flooding, leading the city to condemn the neighborhood. Hmm. Where? Where? A whole bunch of... It would be between downtown and... uh, Oh, you know, not far. Well, oh. which direction? Towards uh, Swede Hollow or? No, the other way, west. Oh, west. Yeah. Oh. It's over. You know. But below the bluff. Absolutely. Obviously. Yeah. 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 So down, okay, I got yeah. you. Uh, old Shep somewhere down there, huh? There it yeah. is, right All there. Right. All right, now I'm with you. Get your toothpick going? Nah, I got the gum going, so I'm pretty bleeping smart right now. And I, <laughs> you if you don't cool. believe it, we'll step out to the alley, pal. Uh, on this day, and I remember this, on this day in 1981, a tornado traveled from Edina to Minneapolis to Roseville, killing one, injuring 83, and causing $47 million in losses. I remember seeing that tornado. Really? That's yeah. not 81. the... Can, uh, uh, Channel 11 helicopter. No, no. That was the no. Fridley, right? Yeah. Right. And finally, on this day in 20... Well, I say Fridley like I know. I don't remember what the Channel 11 helicopter one was. It was, was 86, Max. I think. 1986. Max, the helicopter. And I Maybe remember this one, too, because I rode on it. On this day in hey, 2014. Uh, June 14th. Light rail service between Minneapolis and St. Paul began. It was called the Green Line. The 11-mile line passed through the University of Minnesota campus and along University Avenue. And what you also could have noted for that day, June 14, 2014, was a once-in-a-100-year rainstorm in the Twin Cities. And yet uh, uh, successful rides were had. On the light rail system. The building of that was just exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should have a meeting, and I think you should be forbidden from bringing up items um, on this day in history that happened while we were alive. You don't like that? No, that's hurtful, bringing that up. The upper levee below the high bridge from the early 1900s to the 50s, serious flooding over many years finally led the city in the mid-50s to begin condemnation and acquisition of houses on the levee, several well-known Italian family businesses. How about Mancini? Wasn't that part of it? Digidios, DeSantos, and Mancini's continue operations on West 7th Street today. Yeah, under the high bridge, Kenny, on the uh, between the ship and the river. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't there condos down there now? There sure are. Uh, yes. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. And there's a really good restaurant. It's right. Of course. It's right on the. Wa- it's really fun. It's right on the water. I mean, we don't have that in St. Paul. You don't have restaurants that are on the water. Well, you're just telling us we do. We have one, but it's. I don't remember the name of it, but it's a red uh, place. They've got good food. It's red. It's a red it's a cocktail. The the carp. The red carp. The red carpet. You can you know, park, you know, you're watching the boats. Wait, so you can pull right up there? It's in no, those condos, can. isn't it? It's on the other side of those condos, yes. Because ah. it's yeah. right that up there. It sure doesn't river. do any uh, advertising, does it? I mean, it, it's essentially <laughs> unknown. Right. 
What's the you know? phone number for uh, Rob? And uh... okay, thank you. Yeah, Channel Eleven tornado, July eighteenth, nineteen eighty-six. Kenny, Joe, what you uh, gonna sign off? Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, GLers, before rookie takes it away, tell me we have major. Major, Dengue? major news on the Garage Logic podcast tomorrow. So stay oh, tuned. Tomorrow, major news. Uh, the name of the uh, restaurant is City House. City you House. Go to Cubano and it's, to die for. I ain't going nowhere named House. It's seasonal, evidently, and subsidized by the city. It is. Thanks, huh? Joe. That's what our insiders are saying. Oh, okay. Uh, here's the deal. Pod MN, if you're looking for restaurant podcasts, also subscribe on YouTube. You got to do it because the videos are fabulous. Go to YouTube, subscribe to Garage Logic. Town Council, what more can I say? GarageLogic.com, pick up your $10 Fred Loaning Hardware and Garden Store gift certificate, pay your $10 a month or your $100 a year, and you will be in. The council got some good stuff today, too.